So Samantha read for us uh, the passage in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 5. And um, we are coming to uh, close to the end of our study here in the pastoral epistles. And, um, uh, but the Lord still is uh, got some, some messages for us here today. And, and this challenge that Paul is setting before Timothy, um, he's making a big deal of it. He, he's not shying away from the, the thing that he is asking Timothy to do. Um, he, his charge, his, his command, his uh, challenge that he's putting before, before Timothy, he, he, he couches that in, in, in the, the most strongest terms that he can come up with. He says, I charge you in the presence of God. Uh, this isn't just something that, that Paul is uh, coming up with on his own. This isn't just something that, um, uh, that, that he thinks is probably a good idea. This is something, uh, a challenge that he's putting before Timothy that, that comes from the presence of God. It comes in, in the presence of God and, and of Christ Jesus, uh, reminding him that Jesus is the one who, who judges um, the living and the dead, that Jesus is the great uh, judge that that he is also coming again he is returning as the conquering king um, and he will establish that kingdom and so in the midst of this that that Jesus as judge that there is indeed judgment on the way um, and there is a kingdom that God is preparing uh, for his people um, Paul is challenging Timothy to to proclaim the word, to preach the word. And I know that, that you know, sometimes we can look at this passage and, and a lot of us will just kind of shut off our ears because this is obviously being spoken to a pastor, right? Uh, I think we, we miss a lot of what's going on here. If we, if we only look at this, this uh, particular challenge as being presented to those who stand in the pulpit week by week and proclaim the, the, the word of God in, in churches. Um, the word that is being used, pro, uh, uh, the, the, the kerygma um, that is being used, the Greek word for, for preach is all about proclamation. Um, certainly it does refer to, you know, that time in, on a Sunday morning when the, the people of God are gathered together and, and the, the shepherd, the teacher uh, uh, proclaims the word of God. Uh, but it goes beyond that. This is the same uh, word that is used of, of the angels proclaiming to, to the people of the good news of Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the, the, the same word that is being used of the Christians as they were dispersing in all of the, the world that they were, as they were going, they were proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Um, so this challenge is not just for pastors to preach the word. This is for the people of God to go about and proclaim the word of God, uh, to tell everybody about Jesus, Jesus being the word, um, the, 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 the great logos that we read about in John's gospel. Um, Jesus is uh, the, the revelation of God. We, we have the word of God 
in, encapsulated here in scripture. It also is, scripture tells us that, that the word of God is being poured forth out of all of creation. Um, Jesus being that, that culmination, that perfection, or the, 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 the climax of God's revelation of himself. But whenever the Bible is talking about the word, it's, it's encapsulating all of that. It's the way that God is revealing himself into, into this world. And so we, as Christ followers, are challenged before God, before Christ, our, our judge and our coming king, to proclaim the word. To proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone that we can come in contact with. You'll notice that, that this proclamation, this word that we're proclaiming, isn't just um, talking about the, the blessing that it is to be a follower of Jesus Christ. In, in verse 2, he goes on to say that, uh, that it will include reproof. Um, rebuke, exhortation. Um, these, are, these are challenges. These are, are helping people to understand the, the, the places in their lives where they are missing the, the, the glory of God, the standard that God has given us, where, where there is uh, sin in their lives and where they need to be making changes um, in, in their lives. Certainly that is for, for us as Christians as well, that we have a responsibility to proclaim the word to, to the people in our congregation, to our brothers and sisters in Christ, to, to help challenge them to, to walk well before God and to follow his, his statutes and, and his, his commandments. But it also is part of our proclamation to a world who needs to know that there is sin in their life and they need a savior. If we just soft pedal the gospel where it's all about Jesus has come to, to make their life better, we're missing a key component of, of why Jesus came. There is a desperate, a, a desperate need that each one of us has because of our sin and rebellion against God. And we need to help people understand that. We need to present that uh, in, in a world where, where we so often try and cover up and deny that there is wrongdoing, that there's sin in our lives, where, where we redefine the definition of what sin is so that it makes us feel better and we don't have to feel uh, that, that sense of, of separation and, 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 and guilt before God. Proclaiming the word includes speaking some of those hard things to people and helping them to understand that Jesus Christ is doing that. But it's not just for the sake of being able to make people feel bad. You'll notice that he couches those terms of reprove, rebuke, and exhort, that we are to do that with complete patience. And it's not a, a, a coming down and heaviness on people and a, a demand that they must live the same way that, uh, or, or live according to what the Bible has to say. It, it comes alongside. There's a patience that is there that is to, to teach. The goal of this is not to, to condemn people, to, uh, to pound them into the ground and make them feel awful. The, the point of all of this is to bring them to a point of recognizing 
that they need a savior, that they need Jesus and taking those steps of, of receiving his, his forgiveness, his washing with his blood, his renewal and rebirth that comes from putting our trust in him, the, the, the transformation that happens as we are raised with Christ to new life. We do that with all complete patience with the point of teaching. When should we proclaim the word? Paul tells us there in, in verse 2 that we should be ready in season and out of season. We need to be ready to proclaim the word. There are, uh, in, in both the, the opportune moments as well as those inconvenient times, in those moments when it's not opportune, when... The, there are times when, when it just feels so natural that the, the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ, just kind of flows into the conversation. It's a, a natural uh, progression of the, the talk that we're having with somebody. And, and as we're uh, sharing about the difference that Jesus is making in our life, we then give them an opportunity to respond to that. And, and when it's in that in, when it's in that opportune moment, when when the season is right, when when everything seems to be uh, coming together, yes, that's the moment when we proclaim the word. But we also proclaim the word when it is inconvenient. Um, there are times when sharing the gospel is awkward. When, when it's, it's going to be abrupt, where people are going to feel off guard, um, where you're going to feel uncomfortable in, in um, making that transition from talking about one thing and moving into a discussion about the gospel. But even in that inopportune time, it is still the season to proclaim the word of God. We, we can give ourselves all kinds of reasons of why we should be quiet about Jesus. And, um, you know, Satan loves to be able to give us that feeling of, oh, this isn't right. This is awkward. This isn't going to work. They're going to be offended. I'm, I'm going to lose this friend. They're going to think I'm some kind of freak and, and, and not want to hang out with me again. Satan loves to give us that. And, and, and we can come up with lots of our own excuses of why not to preach the gospel. But Paul is charging Timothy and us to, to ignore those excuses. To, to see in every moment, in every conversation, an opportunity to be able to give a testimony of Jesus Christ, to be able to help people know that he is present and active in all aspects of our lives. And he wants to, uh, to move in their life and bring them a place to the gospel. I don't often quote Wayne Gretzky um, as much as I admire him. But he had it right when he made that statement, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. 
it's true in hockey that that uh, that for those that that always are looking around for the perfect shot for for getting into that perfect placement to be able to see that little opening in the net that you can slip it by the the goalie if you always are just waiting for that perfect shot your t you're, you're never going to be a successful goal scorer the ones who do best are those that that even in the awkward when they're falling off balance and things aren't quite right, they still take that shot. And, and maybe perhaps that will be the moment that it will slip past or it'll knock off somebody and, and be redirected into the net. It's the same thing for us in our sharing of the faith. If we are waiting for the perfect time when all of the the, everything aligns, the conversation is all perfect, and we can just very naturally flow into a gospel presentation to somebody. We are going to be waiting a long, long time. We're going to miss so many opportunities that God would have to be able to share the good news and, and to give that person an opportunity to discover his love and his care for them. What might seem like an inopportune time where you're off balance and, and things aren't quite right. That might be exactly the moment that the Spirit is looking for that would take whatever you would throw out, whatever shot that you would take, to redirect it in such a way that it would get past their defenses and, and strike home to their heart of their need for Jesus Christ. We are to proclaim the word in season and out of season. Now, I, I know that there is this fear that, that people would be put off by somebody who, who is always talking about Jesus, who, who seems to be able to, to, uh, to steer any conversation into to talking about the good news of Jesus Christ. We, we fear the, 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 the reality of, of annoying somebody, um, of, of putting them off somehow by our, our uh, zeal to be able to help them discover the good news of Jesus Christ. The reality is people will find reasons to be annoyed no matter what. That's exactly what the Bible tells us, is that, that the people of darkness love the darkness and and turn their backs toward the light and whenever the light tries to break in they will do whatever they can they will find whatever excuse that they are able to 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 stay away from the light we are not going to be able to avoid annoying people by sharing the good news of jesus christ because their sinful nature will naturally reject that and yet even in the midst of that the spirit is working and when we take the time to even in those inconvenient moments to share with somebody the reason for the hope that we have you never know how the spirit is going to be able to use that to speak that truth into their lives to 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 pull back the veil for them where they would suddenly recognize their Lord and Savior and all that he has for them. Preach the word in season and out of season.
Paul's uh, exclamation of, of saying the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. We are there. People turn away from hearing the truth. Uh, our society is grasping at, at, at any foolish idea that, that would feed into their pride. If, it, if, it, uh, if you stand up and spout any kind of nonsense these days, if it, if it somehow goes against uh, the, the values of scripture, if it goes against those traditional values of, of family and, and, and what, is, what is right and good, people will grab onto that. that. That will be the flag that they will fly high these days because it, it, it helps them feel right about who they are. They will grasp at any kind of um, uh, foolishness that is in this world in order to be able to avoid the reality that they are sinners, that they need God to step in and to make a difference, to rescue them from the path of destruction that they are on. And it is into this melee of, of, of foolishness that we must Come and proclaim the message of truth. The further that our society swings away from, uh, from that which is, is Christ-centered and towards uh, that catastrophe of sin that, 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 that they are, are destined towards, the more our message will provide a lifeline for those who are being destroyed by that very society by those those foolish nonsense ideas that people are grasping onto we must we must be proclaiming the good news of jesus christ in these times to be able to help those people who are being destroyed by their very own foolishness and it will be as we proclaim the good news of jesus christ that suddenly the spirit will bring them to that place where they will see how desperate they, their need is and will need to return. I know we often will say, I want to let my life be a witness. And yes, please do. Please live a life that, that would reflect the goodness of Jesus Christ, that would reflect his character, that, that lives out his truth on a day-to-day -day basis. But there, if it, if there are no accompanying words to the life that you live, then you are condemning people to, to try and guess why and how you live the way that you live. How many miracles of Jesus can you think of that were not accompanied by some word of teaching or word of comfort that he would then express to the person that was being healed or being set free from uh, from, uh, from demon possession or, or some other kind of um, uh, 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 social ill. I don't think you will find many, if not, if any at all. If Jesus in his perfect life needed to accompany that example with words to express the need for salvation. How much more do I in my imperfect life also need to accompany those examples, that life that I live with words? 
Paul said that in Romans 10. How are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone proclaiming to them? This is our calling. This is the mission that we are on in this world. And Paul is encouraging us. The time is short. We need to take advantage of every moment that we have given to us. That we need to be keenly listening to the Holy Spirit's leading so that we will be ready to take that shot when the, when the time comes, when the season is is when the season is ready and when the season is not ready. It will be difficult. Paul writes to Timothy and says that you must be ready to endure suffering. But God will give us everything that we need in order to be able to endure whatever downside there is for us to continue to proclaim the gospel. Do the work of the evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, as I, as I read this passage, I recognize that I am far too quick to avoid the opportunities of putting myself out there, of taking uh, the chance of, of annoying somebody or of being seen as, as somebody who is of no earthly value because I'm so heavenly focused. Lord, I allow Satan to, to discourage me, to, to distract me, to, uh, to keep me silent in those moments when I should be walking in obedience and taking that shot for your glory. Lord, I pray that you would work in our hearts. We know the time is short. That there, there isn't going to be many opportunities for people to discover the truth about you, uh, to discover your salvation in their own lives. And we need to, in season and out of season, we need to be ready to proclaim your word. Help us, Lord. Work in our hearts. Would we be a people that would be characterized as uh, always prepared with a word to, to share about how Jesus is working in our lives, the difference that he is making, the, the wonders of our salvation in you, and helping other people to be able to discover that for, himself, for themselves. Lord, our world needs to hear. And we pray, God, that, that we would be ready to be obedient to your call, to join you in that mission of rescuing sinners from the path of destruction. Knowing that your spirit is the one who will take those words and work them in such a way that will open people's eyes and draw them into a place in a relationship with you. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.